Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I am unashamed. What about you? So, uh, welcome to Unashamed. Um, we're just kind of catching up on the on the week that was. Dad, you got any Miss K news for us? Miss K news? Well, these women, they start getting a few years on them. And uh, I guess men, too. But she... <laughs> <laughs> you think? You know, two, two days ago, she was saying, she just walked by and she said, you need to help me. With, I just need to lose a little weight, you know. So... I That's said, a tough question. I thought to answer. myself, wow. okay, she's aware that she's a little bit too plump. So, <laughs> as if I cared, uh, which I don't. Well, but, that would have uh, been a good thing to say. Yeah, it's a good thing that. to say. But she said, you know, you know, she yeah, help, help me. Help me. She okay. asked for help to okay. lose weight. Okay. So this morning, you know, she was with one of the sisters, you know, and they travel around. They go to town and back and this and that and other. They they shop. They go to flowers to shops and this and that and other. So I just told her, I said, well, look, every time y'all do that, you always eat out, meaning go to a restaurant. On Sundays, Miss Kay has an entourage of individuals all in one group, and they go. She always foots the bill, as it turns out. <laughs> And uh, and they have a big feed. Not that that's relevant. But. So I just got to looking at it. They're having a lot of feeds. And I said, well, why don't you just, instead of every time on Sundays to take the entourage and, and buy everyone a dinner, I said, why don't you just do that maybe once or twice a month? You would eat less. Mm-hmm. Your, yeah. your, your so bank account wouldn't suffer as much. You're giving her good, sound, practical advice You'd that she asked I, for. I shot that shotgun over her head that you just got through cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, she, she flared. <laughs> I said, you're the one that said, help me lose some weight. One yeah. thing is push the grub away from yourself yeah. a little bit. Yeah. I just thought it might work, you know. I know it was just some in-depth thinking there, but... <laughs> You know what's Maybe crazy? Maybe don't eat as much. <laughs> what's crazy, I'm not Phil. sure she really wanted the advice there. I never seen. <laughs> I mean, she had them two or three sisters. They all started barking at me. I said, she asked about losing weight. I'm giving her the deal. Back yeah. off the grub a little. Yeah. So I got chewed out this morning. I said, all right. <laughs> it doesn't give me any comfort to know that I'm the older you I young get. young bucks for is, when your wife says, Will you help me, Chase? Will you help me lose some weight if Missy comes to you? Oh, Be man. Be careful, tread well, your yes, treading. That's what I was trying to say. Do you really eyes. mean it? Well, if she asks me that, I'm going to say no. <laughs> Based no, on that story. No advice. She needs no, I won't have advice. I don't care, but I mean, you know, when yeah. you, you're having trouble getting in the door, you got to go sideways, whatever. I said, well, maybe you maybe can push your grub back a little bit. Not Don't eat as much. <laughs> Did she just say sideways to the door? Now, the doctors told me with a back trouble, eat more because you're getting a little thin. So I was told to eat more. Miss Kay, I told her, don't eat as much. So, but. Tough balance. Yeah. 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 Well, I I don't see where you really did anything wrong there. I don't think I did. Yeah, but but I got chewed out for it. I, no, I know. I took it well. <laughs> I said, "Well, if she wants to lose weight, do something besides push that plate back." <laughs> Maybe she just wanted to be comforted, and so I think probably when she said, "Will you help me lose weight?" You should have said what you thought, which was, "You're you're fine." Yeah, 
I never so, brought it. I never well, said, oh, Actually, honey, when you, get, you tried you to get a little plump out. No, I didn't say anything about all that. Yeah. But she just said, help me lose some weight. And I said, well, don't eat as much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know it's a crazy thought. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh, man. Eat more vegetables, lay off the... the, 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 the we may have a test case for this crazy little thing called marriage. Mm, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I said after you did that commercial. That's I'm right. like, well, I call my wife crazy all the time. Yeah. To her. Well, I've been running with your mother for 60 years. I think that's the first time she's ever said, help Will me you lose help? weight. Yeah. Yeah. I said, well, okay. Don't eat as much. Well, I didn't want to hurt the woman's feelings. So I said, well, maybe just don't eat as much. You know, you talking about talking to me? I said, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, to answer my help for you. So that's what I would think about, just sort of. Well, a wise man told me one time, don't ask the question if you can't stand the answer. So I guess of course, the dumbest move I ever pulled is when I told that girl up at church, one of the sisters, I love her as a sister, Bill Smith's daughter. And uh, I said, good night, girl. I didn't know, know you were pregnant. Mm. She said, I'm not. Mm. I said, okay. Mm. <laughs> That's what we call that a DED. Don't ever do. Don't ever ask yeah. that question. Oh, wow. Man. That's pretty funny. Well, I'll have to get I'll have to get mom's side. I may have more to report on future podcasts. So I want to hear. I want to hear this now. Oh, uh, yeah. This will be brought up again for sure. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. So, I, Zach, I was looking um, this last week. The uh, I don't think you can see this on the thing here. They might can show a picture of it. So this was the movie poster. Is this the poster? Yeah, you for have? the blind. The blind. Mm. Phil, that's the way you looked when you were. Yeah. 20. That's the guy playing me. That's the guy playing you. Well, that's, that's you at twenty five or thirty. And then yeah. the actress playing mom. So I thought it was really interesting. Got a little hunting in the background there. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, but a lot of people have been commenting about it since the poster came out. Oh, look at this. The true story of the Robertson family. Mm. See, I like that. You weren't here the day I made a proposal for an amendment to not the Bible itself, but the name. Yeah. I don't think Zach was here. No, it was when we were first opening Luke. Yeah. I asked, uh, I asked who put the word Bible on the Bible and it was crickets here. Nobody had ever thought about it. And so, which that means book of books. And and I never got a clear answer. But I said, I would rather them say the true story of Jesus. Yeah. Are you down with that? I like it. Yeah. The true story. You know how you watch a movie or you read a book. Is it true? So I like that. Not not based on a true story. The true story. Yeah, not based on the true story of Jesus. Because really, I made this, you know, my pitch about what the Bible's about. Jesus is coming. Old Testament. Jesus is here. Jesus is coming back. I mean, Jesus was God's choice to reveal Himself. He's you know, and He spoke by prophets and prophecy. What's Hebrews say? But in these last days, He's Chosen to speak to us through his son. He's the image of the invisible God. It's the true story of Jesus. Yeah, it's uh, one one thing that the, the atheists wrestle with, and they never cover the information, such as fruit of the Spirit. All Scripture is God-breathed, and it's useful. Yeah. And, and there's a list of little things there that, uh, uh, what's the first one? Uh, the, and it's useful for training, uh, yeah. teaching, training, rebuking. Rebuking, correcting, and correct. training in righteousness so that the man of God will be thoroughly equipped. Yeah. The atheists look at that, and they don't touch that. They they will not touch that. So, Well, if they don't believe, Phil, they're probably not going to get past Genesis 1, 1. Yeah. But I see your point. Gordon and I, we we came together with a, with a book. It's coming out. And... Uh, the book is what it's like when love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Atheists never talk about this. They never discuss it. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Those topics, they just don't talk about them at all. No. The Bible does, and I would just say the difference between the Bible and all other books, most books, 
they don't cover that kind of material. No, it is the book of books. I wasn't arguing that, but I was saying it is the true story of Jesus. Yep. So I didn't mean to hijack your movie promo, but I, I like that. I thought you must have listened to the podcast. Uh, you know what? I'm going to give you credit for it, Jace. That's what we... Did you? No, really? we didn't listen. To no, yeah. I didn't. But, I, but <laughs> I Jace, agree you were the catalyst. You had half of it right, and the other half was hanging in the breeze. On what? But, but oh. the book and the book. On your book. After all the talking, so we're still talking people, about a title. I feel like we're talking about three different things at one time. We are. No, it's the same thing. <laughs> well, we were talking about the Bible, the true story of Jesus. We were talking about the movie. The blind, the true story of the world. Blind. And you're talking my... about your book, which is called what? Well, that's the way he was about to tell you. So we oh. were, we've been kicking for a while. We were calling it Jesus Resume. Didn't quite land with our folks, and so we've been working on a t- new title. And the one that everybody seems to love, which you'll love this, Jace, is I could be wrong. But I doubt it. <laughs> That's what they named the book. This is the very shirt I, I, I gave you the credit. I I, I could be wrong. Are y'all serious? No, it's, uh, we're serious. It, because on the back of your like. shirt, Jace, all we, all you it's have to, to do. I don't have anything on the back of my shirt. I know, but that's d- why something needs to be there. You know what it is? What? I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> so when the book people heard that, they said, "Good night. That's oh, that, it." I they said, loved well, it. I told Jace that he had half of it right. So I could the, be wrong. The the you second. Know, the, I'm not sure. I like. I don't know if I like that for uh, a book. That seems too sarcastic. Well, the the uh, the description line because there's always a dot 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 describes what the book is about. So just the whole book is supposed to grab your attention. Yeah, the the whole book is, so you have a problem with loving each other, loving your neighbor, love, joy. No, I get it. Instead of singing the blues, you're just always down. I said, what about if you were joyful in the face of anything that comes your way? Peace. You're a peacemaker. It's like a lot of people, the atheist thinks we don't like them. I love them. Well, I like your. I used ta- to be in yeah. their camp. I like your tagline. I think it should be like Jesus something. It is. And then it, say it's in there. I could be wrong. Jesus is in yeah. the title. And then you go dot dot dot. But I doubt it. That's kind of funny. Yeah. Read the book and you'll see. <laughs> you say check it out. <laughs> That's what they like right now. So we're I know this. We haven't settled on it. Finally. Yesterday morning, look, four people came great distances. Yeah. Husband, wife, husband, wife. And somebody, I met, I met to them. Um, what we do going in, we say, How many uh, came here to participate in the new birth? You know, we have a warm pool of water in there, no gators like down at my house where you'd walk out, where it's alligators from time to time. Mm. Cotton mouths are there time to time, but it's a good, safe place. No one's ever been mauled by a gator or bitten by a cotton mouth. But the the, the the risk is there. Yeah. I said, y'all have come, a warm pool of water at a good temperature. So four of them raised their hands and said, we drove all the way down there to hear that. We want to do that. Yeah. So we good. walked in the little pool of water back there. We baptized them. It's that way every week, so it's a cool thing. I love it. Yeah. Where were you at? I can't remember. What were you well, talking about? I thought about you were going to tell something well, about You usually uh, give your marketing... Uh, <laughs> Scheme about the movie, so I was giving you a segue, but oh, segue. I guess you yeah, were daydreaming. I was throwing yeah, it y'all. to you well, for the black. Zach got caught up in the conversation, bouncing back and forth between the book, the book, and the movie. So, yeah, what's that? Book? Yeah, I was the book, to, uh, the book. So, what was it? The guy who said, and then he phrased it up, said, "You know, like I, I was blind, but now I see." What? What, yeah. what verse is that? Well, that's Amazing Grace. Yeah, amazing guy. I was yeah. blind. But now I see. I once was blind. Yeah, I once was blind. But now I see. So oh, I, that's, that's the, I'm saying yeah, kudos, that's, whoever dreamed that up, kudos to that. Well, it was yeah, a well, biblical we, concept. It was biblical, and it does have everything to do with, with the story of Jesus for sure. So one of our uh, newer sponsors is a company called Barrel Buddy. And uh, we've talked about them before. They uh, they help you with cleaning your guns. I guess, Jace, it's not something we really love doing, but it's something you have to do, right? If you're you gonna... got to enjoy the process, Al. If there you, you want to eat well, you have to shoot good. If you want to shoot good, you have to have a functional gun. That's exactly right, and a clean barrel. Uh, it's a dirty job, 
And uh, in the old t- old days, you know, we used to have these patches. They never worked very well. They came up with a rope cleaning system, but you really couldn't tell if your your barrel was clean or not. And so these guys have uh, come up with a new product. It compresses to fill the interior of your gun's barrel. So it's going to make sure and clean the grooves. It comes in seven different sizes to match any caliber of firearm. Uh, it's composed of polymers that don't leave behind residue uh, in particles, so it's safe, which is a great concept. And it's going to basically absorb and clean as it goes. And so you can even lubricate your firearm while you're cleaning it. So great product, great company. Uh, believers, uh, Zach and I, when we first met with them, uh, these guys are the real deal. We we opened in prayer, which is always a good thing. They, they're like us. They started with a need. And they came up with a great concept. So uh, check these guys out. We guarantee you'll love them. Barrel Buddy, B-A-R-R-E-L, Buddy, BarrelBuddy.com, BarrelBuddy.com. Check them out. Yeah, so the uh, the true story of Phil Robertson and Kay Robertson, the Robertson family origin story, is definitely rooted in the true story of Jesus. Uh but this week, yeah, this was incredible. We put out the uh, poster, which is the just the poster art for the film, just to, people get kind of get a look at what it looks like. I think by the time this podcast release releases, you'll be able to see a, a teaser trailer of the film, so you'll get an idea of what it's going to feel like. Uh, you can go to theblindmovie.com and, and uh, put your email in, then you can get access. We'll send you the the early access to the teaser trailer, but Man, I'm going to tell you guys, it was incredible. We had, I don't know how many millions of impressions we had from that initial post. Um, a ton of people. I mean, could tens it, of could it have been like 100 people just doing it over and over? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I was, was just checking. That's what no, <laughs> it did. It, no, I, I watched that pretty closely, but it's, no, it was uh, very well received. So I, I was excited because, you know, you know, you, you put a lot of work in this and, and you're passionate about the story. It's our family story. So it's not just a, you know, for, for us, it's not, you know, I've worked on this from day one, from the idea of it all the way to where we're at. And so, um, you know, I'm tied to it and and it's our family story. You know, there's, there's my mom's all in it and, and just her impact and Phil's life and sigh and, uh, and of course, Phil and, you know, just everybody's in it. So it's been really important to me to tell it right. And uh, I was a little nervous. How is our audience going to receive it? But, man, we I was I was blown away. I've I mean, already we, apologized a- uh, big time, a big apology to Jesus when I was 28 yeah. years old. I apologized for the way I had operated. In one sense, I, I, I'm sorry that. There's a huge audience that's fixing to see my apology, what what led to my apology. But I just want them to understand, I apologize to all of our listeners for behaving as a heathen for the first yeah. 28 years of my life. I'm, I'm sorry. I've already apologized to God about it, and he's the only one that counts. But for all the people that might have run up on me during the period of drunken, uh, just satanic behavior, I'm I'm sorry that it took that long. Yeah. I think people when they see it and you I mean even the way it's filmed. I mean we we did this in a way it's got a real a realness to it that I, I'm very proud of. I mean we you Jace, you mentioned on there on the, on the movie art which we we can probably put that up on the if YouTube. If one person uh, is brought to Jesus because of that movie, if one it comes to Jesus because of it, I will be a happy man. Well, I think that's going to happen. Yeah, I do too. I think I think Phil, you're going to see. Um, I mean, I'm just looking at the podcast. I mean, I, I'm I'm still overwhelmed at how many people have sent messages, and I've read them on Facebook pages and Instagram pages and uh, emails we've gotten. How many people have have met Jesus for the very first time by listening to this podcast? Which is so funny because you know we just get here and talk and it's somewhat ADD, you know, there's a lot of ADHD going on here where I, I can't quite, it's hard to follow it, but like, I just think that people come in and they hear us talking about, the, I mean, the, the word of God's powerful, you know, and, uh, and I think your testimony is extremely powerful because everybody knows about you and Kay and the life that you live now. They know about your legacy. They know about the, the, the godly children that you've raised up, the grandchildren, 
I mean, they see that, and and that's kind of like I think you guys have been um, an example for millions of people across the globe. The so I think that's week, why this. The first week of my conversion, and the first time I ran up on the people of God until I, you know, a little boy there, but it, it didn't take. But uh, at twenty eight, when I came to Jesus, one of the sisters, when I went down front. I'd pull some stunt after I was converted, get get drunk, I think. But uh, but I I I looked around and and this sister comes up, she hugs me, and she says, "Phil, I love you." I never had seen a woman before in my life. So I got outside and asked Miss Kay. I said, "You know, did you see that woman hug me?" And she told me she loved me. I never had seen her before. And Miss Kay said, "She's one of your sisters. She really does." I said, "But I just got through telling that bunch." that I was a low-down heathen. She said, everybody has been a low-down heathen at some point. So she's just saying welcome, and I'm glad you made the decision. At the time, I didn't even know, as it turned out, what love was as yeah. far as interaction with my neighbors. I didn't think about, I'm now going to love them. It, yeah. it, it was just not in, my, in the makeup. You know, so I had to learn how to love. Yeah, it's. It, I, I think that's the part that people will see the beginning of that. They'll see the beginning of of you uh, seeing that for the first time, and I think that's what that's the power of no, like, especially where you. Where you I came didn't know out what of. love was. I didn't know what love for my fellow man was. I didn't. I didn't get it until I was yeah. converted to Jesus Christ. I didn't. I didn't know that. I didn't care, but all of a sudden. I'm like I'm interacting with people, and and they're telling me they love me, and I said, well, I never, I don't even know who they are, which I learned a valuable lesson there. We don't hate people who don't believe in God; we love them, and we try to get them, yeah. to point them there, and they're it's so life changing, you know. We've experienced it, we and we're saying, won't you try this? You know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, the Spirit of God to help you learn how to love but uh i was that was a foreign concept to me at the time yeah, I think look the at world... it one of the problems among mankind worldwide is they don't love each other that's yeah when if they all did love each other just think about what a marker that would be and a life-changing experience and governments would change if people just loved each other no, no yeah. strings attached, color, all this. Now, do you love each other? That's that's the question. So only with Jesus and the Holy Spirit of God and faith, you'll see it there. But everywhere else, it ain't there, boys. Well, you know, Zach, James made a point on the past podcast about being drawn to movies that are true stories. And it's interesting because we talked about this, the true story of the Robertson family. But there's something about that, the, the power of, of witness, whatever it is, that you're seeing something that's worthy of someone you know, making it a is. movie about it. And I think it's the same thing here. And, and I think I've realized even more the last couple of Sundays I preached out of Acts about when Peter essentially was opened up the keys to the kingdom of heaven you know, that, yep. that he had talked about, Jesus had talked about in Mark 16, I mean, in Matthew 16. And, you know, it hit me when I thought about it. It said, you know, Jesus only appeared to a few people. You know, he could appear to everybody, but he didn't. I mean, we know from what Paul said in First Corinthians 15, it was maybe 500 people total, but the one he appeared the most to were his inner circle. And the reason he did it was so that they would tell the story about him. That's how he designed it. And think of the Apostle Paul having to say to an audience, listen, I'm doing the work of God now. I'm preaching the good news. Yeah. But I just want you to know that before I took this job, you know, God gave me a little, 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 little hey, uh, check this out. And he had, we had a little he meeting. Was, he was blind. And Yeah, yeah he, he was, was blind. blind. He was blind. <laughs> you know, yeah, and, and he was the Apostle blind. Paul said, I was having Christian people stoned to death. Right. And ordering them to be killed on the spot. Well, it made me feel a little bit better about how what a rascal I was. The Apostle Paul going around killing people who had faith in Jesus. He had them killed. So, yeah. 
Yeah, yes. but Phil, you can. I mean, I remember you said one time. Uh, you said you're either a rank heathen, like you were. This is your words, or you're just a heathen. Yeah. <laughs> just, I thought it was kind of funny, <laughs> but you said that because you, you're. I mean, that's part of understanding who you are as a human. You're. There's no one good. So, Dad, the guy you asked about earlier in the Bible is from the guy from John 9, where Jesus, he was blind and Jesus healed him. Yep. And here's what he said. Because they, you know, they were saying, well, this guy couldn't heal. He's a sinner. He couldn't heal you. Here's yep. what the guy said. Whether he is a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I do know, I was blind, but now I see. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> Which that was the verse you were asking about earlier. So what yep. I'm saying is he was a witness of the fact of the power of Jesus. Now they were trying to recreate the narrative and all that stuff. But the truth of the story was, is he was blind and now he could see. Yeah. And I, I think that really kind of ties in with really. That's pretty well where I was. That's where I was. That's it. I mean, in spiritual, spiritual blindness is the same way. In fact, it's worse because yeah. it gets your, it well, can you take can't, yourself. You can't see it. I mean, you can't see it. You can't, and I think that's, that's the story, right? I mean, Phil, Phil, you, you watch the film, you'll see that when you're in that moment, I mean, it, it's you just couldn't see. You could not see. The I haven't truth in seen front of the you. movie because it hasn't been released. As but you know, just the thought of it. You know, they're going to probe into your sins. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's, he's, I can't he's, help he's a little worried about it. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. He's a little worried. Him watch the movie. So yeah. <laughs> I, no, we're, we're going to do a screening uh, for the family hopefully in June. So, um, but before it comes out, so I want everybody to be together. I want, it's going to be a incredible experience. Cause you know, even the clips that y'all have seen, those were pretty powerful moments Very as a family powerful. when we got together, you know, and I'm, when I'm looking at all of, all of us and the whole room's crying, I'm like, I think that God's doing something here. And, um, and it was tears of, of joy because it was tears of, of, of the, uh, it was a testimony of the goodness of God that, that he relentlessly pursued you know, you Phil and, uh, and Kay too. I mean, it's her story too. And, um, and from that, I mean, even in the mid, I think the, the takeaway is this, even in the midst of brokenness, even in the midst of pain, even in the midst of, Hey, we didn't do everything right. I mean, first, you know, several years of Jace's life and now your life, I mean, there's, there's some darkness there, but the guy can take that and turn it into something beautiful. And I think that's the hope. And to Jace's point, in the grand scheme of things, when we're all, it, it, your story is pretty bad when you compare it to some people's, but when you compare your story to Jesus, when you compare your story to a, to a Ooh. holy triune God, we all stand equally falling, falling short at his glory. I mean, nobody's, you know, we're, we're all, we're all infinitely. That makes me feel him. a little better. <laughs> I'll say this, Zach, 50 years later, Jason and I were the product of dad's transformation and everything from before. And 50 years later, we're sitting around a table talking about the Bible. Yeah. So I'd say, I'd say it worked out pretty well. I mean, you know, we could have gone the bitter route and, you know, just a great point. You know, here we are 50 years later. Well, I was going to read. That's the part you do know. I think the, you know, a lot of the problems with when you read the Bible and study it is the practical application because, I mean, you just think about what we've been studying in Luke. And, you know, here was Zechariah. He prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. And then when God answered his prayer, he didn't believe because he was looking at, you know, his anatomy and he was old and <clears throat> and probably some bitterness. It's like, well, you know, I wanted you to answer the prayer when I was young. And you know, we wanted to be parents and so here god has chose has chosen them to be the parents of john the baptist by the way but, how, how how what what do you think of how old zachariah what do you figure i'm 70 77 just turned 77 i think he was probably older than you might have been older I and mean, that's my opinion so he writes a song because you know after the lord shut him up for nine months plus then and and he finally gets it you know that this is not about him and it was kind of an embarrassing it made me think that when you said embarrassing but just think about what he sung and this is where we left off but it, i think it applies 
practical application of this as to what we're talking about. When he, he said in verse 76, And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. And before I read this next part, you get it now that Zachariah's been doing some studying. Because he, he hadn't been talking. <laughs> He's been having some quiet And he time. hadn't been at the temple because he yeah. left there, yeah. So, you know, for a year he here, elder. He, he's figured it all out. I know, but he, he's figured out God's plan, and God has chosen him despite his unbelief. Yep. So, because the next statement is what really uh, I wanted to bring out. What verse did you read? 78 of Luke 1. And remember, this is a prophecy, too. I mean, so this well, is the Holy Spirit. And it's a song right. slash prophecy. Because of the tender mercy of our God by which, no, talking about Jesus coming and bringing in John the Baptist preparing the way for Jesus. Because of the tender mercy of God by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven. And first you're thinking, what's he talking about? The sun, the big, the big ball of fire? No, he's talking about the sun, S-O-N, mm-hmm. watch, to shine on those living in darkness. And in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of peace. Well, that's exactly what happened to you, Phil. You yeah. were blind, and all of a sudden there was a light shown. Yeah, through Jesus. The, the, You're helping me feel a little better. Yeah, <laughs> in the shadow of death, because you wouldn't be even be here had you not come to Jesus. Because I mean, I, I don't have to see the movie. I saw the cliff notes in real life. You aren't. You were. You're. You know. You can't keep putting that to the test and expect to survive that kind of lifestyle. That's right. And so uh, I just think that that's what God does, and, and he's going to mention it in this next By the way, session, I was shot at. Section two. During my drunken days, I was shot at with a pistol, and it missed me by inches. Yeah. But it, it he missed me. Well, that was my point. You, well, you were probably going to be shot at again. Yeah, you were headed down. What I mean? what's, what's, what's funny is, is we did all the interviews. He came up with a pistol from the hip. I'm sitting on one side of the car, and he's on the other, the truck. Boom. The bullet goes right in front of me. Then I have to work him over for trying to pull a stunt like that. But, I mean, I'm just saying, man, I, I, I'm i just telling you, I'm lucky to be here. Yeah, so, yeah you are. And so what, is the, he. The, the, I don't know whether that changed in the movie or not, but it had happened. Oh, that, that's what I was going to say. The crazy part is uh, I, I do all the interviews, and, I mean, it was hours of interviews with the family, which is where we lifted pretty much every scene. I mean, this is a, these are all true stories. And then after the fact, Phil, like after I've already got everything done, he tells me that the story that he just told. I'm like, how, how does that story not make it into your <laughs> Your first round of stories. I mean, yeah. how bad did you speak that that's like, oh, by the way, this also happened as well. Yeah. yeah. But no, that did not. I wish I, if you'd have told me about that one while we did the interviews, I would have certainly had it in there. Cause yeah. that's, I mean, but I mean, the well, life you're living, I mean, that's just one yeah. more you can add to the list of living without God, you know, just drunkenness, gunfire. I was talking with Gordon about this, and we were we were actually talking about Phyllis, but we were talking about the providential hand of God because, you know, Phyllis comes to us, and she's already in her 40s, mm-hmm. so we don't know anything about her life, and so she starts describing her childhood and her life to me, and instantly I think, well, God had his hand on you like you were protected through some rough circumstances yeah. to become the daughter of the Almighty and eventually to find us. But, you know, I got to thinking about it. We could say the same thing about you because you were living like a heathen. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't just the story you just told. I, I remember all the DUIs and the truck wrecks and the oh. to- total vehicles. And any of those could have killed, out about three vehicles. could have killed or damaged you beyond being able to do what you're doing now. So obviously God in his wisdom and outside of time knew 
what you were going to become. So I can't help but think maybe there was some, a little bit of protection you didn't know about that was going on. No I doubt mean, about it. Yeah. You're still here. So you guys, you guys haven't seen the trailer either. So I, I will show you guys the trailer today. Oh, um, we're in the in crowd. We yeah. get to see this. Trailer. You'll be in the in crowd. So the, uh, the, you need, the snap. Zach, you need to show us. We're influencers. We're, we're, we, we, I we can talk I it up. To, I will show you all the trailer. Show it to me and then that. send me a bumper sticker that says, I saw the trailer. <laughs> so, so if you want to get the bumper sticker, I saw, we might need to do that. I might come up with bumper stickers. Yes, I saw the trailer. I saw the trailer, the blind. I might actually do that. That's a good idea. That is a See, really good idea. Jay's, he's, Jay right. swerves into so many great marketing ideas. Well, most I of my Jay's for a marketing team. Yeah. Well, just look at me. Look, <laughs> look at me. All right, now insert the a picture of my wife. You don't think I don't know how to market? <laughs> I'm pulling off the greatest marketing coup he's in the marketing history himself. of the world. Yeah, yeah. He's what were your in laws saying? They, that oh, everybody's nope. crying. You ain't gonna marry him. Screaming, nope. no. I mean, what's that? Nope. I've been married 32 <laughs> precious years. You are a marketer. He's a marketer. He started the, with the himself. origins of that. Yeah. Well, I get yeah, my he, material he, from a little place called the Bible. Okay. So, that's good. <laughs> that's good. And, uh, and you could be wrong. Well, yeah, because I'm human. But I, I own I doubt it. it. See, I own this. I doubt it. No, I didn't put that. You're the one coming up with that. I doubt it. I just left it at this. I could be wrong. So, oh, man. and I could be, but I, I'm trying to get to Luke too. If y'all will come join me. Well, let me say uh, this before we hang get on, to Luke. Before you two. get there, Zach. this is a Bible study. Go ahead. <laughs> well, yeah, it is a Bible study, but people do want to see the trailer. So I, I just want to remind you there's a place you can go to, to watch it. You go to theblindmovie.com. By the time this podcast drops this week, it, I think it should be out. No, so if we'll you promise them a teaser. bumper sticker, they'll do it. <laughs> If no you, bumper you, sticker. They're not go. All you need is one bumper sticker. Just say, look, if you sticker. go watch it, and then it'll register that they watched it. The do the email, and you send them a bumper sticker, and this thing will take off and go crazy. I will talk to the powers that be about getting a bumper sticker. I'm going to write it down right here. Yeah, what, you don't have the, to do it exactly line? like I've, what I said, but just something to that effect, because people are crazy like, like that. that. I've seen the trailer. I've seen the trailer. Theblindmovie.com will be like the hashtag at the bottom of it. Yeah, well, yeah. you know what? We're going to work on that. I will work on because that gets in front stickers. of a lot of eyeballs. But I will say this, and just my appreciation, unashamed nation, because we just sent out. I know to the Facebook group, we were talking about a title for the book. But you, you know, we lean on you guys to give us ideas. Jace is doing a whole show because of you. I mean, he asked you what you thought. You said do it, and he's doing it. What show is that? Duck Family Treasures. Oh, Duck Family Treasures. <laughs> the one you've been working night, 80 hours a week on. I thought you meant we should do another show. I was going to say, Have you really been on. doing a show or are you just like taking time off? What <laughs> are you even trying to do? Add another show. I was figuring to say, ain't nobody got time. No, I meant yeah. when, when, we, when you started, when you made the yeah. decision to do Duck Family yeah, Treasures. I didn't want to do it, but the crowd. Uh, the people listening. So I'm so to the Zach's com- point, the community. Yeah, to Zach's point, you guys are going to be a big part of this movie being successful. And so, oh, it's oh, it, there's no way. It, it is unashamed. Nation is you guys the the the. I mean, that's the family that's going to. I mean, they really. I can't overestimate the importance that all of you have played and and everything we're doing. I mean, I mean, you're a part of it. I mean, seriously. I mean, that's everything yep. we're doing is really because of you guys supporting us and get behind it. So the blind is certainly no exception. In fact, you know, I, I talk about you guys all the time when we're in these meetings with, because, you know, it's, you know, these kind of movies are hard to get out just because of the nature of what we're saying. You know, it's not like Hollywood's clamoring to you know, put our stuff out there, but, but it's kind of hard to deny it when you see the response of, of a community that says, no, we, we want to be a part of this. We want to see this. And so, yeah, every that, that helps. So y'all go sign up, blindmovie.com. Maybe you'll get a bumper sticker. We'll see. All right. Uh, that's all you got to do. It's a little thing. Well, that's what I was trying to make a practical application here on this. We've been waiting too. for it, Jace. We're just been, Thank you. I'm on the edge Thank of my you, seat Lord. waiting for this application. Because, look, I read this. I've, I've heard this story hundreds of times. And usually every Christmas you see the birth of Jesus 
play out. Yeah, plays, cantatas, now, musicals. For, for some reason, when I read these passages in the past week, I thought that every one of those groups of people who had the plays need to repent. <laughs> they missed it. Yeah, I said it, and, you know. All Christmas huh? presentations, all Christmas, repent. Yep, they got it wrong. Because it's all so flowery and pageantry, and you have smiling, you know, farm animals, and... And <laughs> well, I read this, and this sounds horrible. They here's a pregnant woman having to walk miles. They they can't get a room. I mean, I I I saw my wife have three children. I mean, that was rough. I can't imagine doing that out in the middle of a field <laughs> in a barn. So, I don't even know if it's a barn. It was just a. Some covering, probably a cave with you know poop everywhere. I mean, have you been to a farm lately? Yeah. And so I'm like, you know, th this just doesn't seem to fit the narrative that that we're led to believe. It's it was definitely a. Lot, you're right about one thing for sure. It was a much more raw, rough situation, no doubt. Than. We portray it to be no doubt <laughs> with everything clean and the little baby there. It was very raw and rough. Well, By and the way, Jay said was one eight... of the wildest births I've ever read about. So it's eighty miles from Nazareth down to Bethlehem. Yeah, eighty miles. Can, no, just okay, I say down. Away, it's actually up because the sea level is higher. So you're like, oh, you it's climb. eighty miles. Oh, you take a bus, you'll be there. No, there's no bus. We're talking about a donkey. Yeah, and walking and walking, and you're pregnant, about to pop. And just think about this. I mean, do the math. All these people around here, all your friends and all, they're like, oh, so you, you just got married. Now, how long have you been married? And <laughs> oh, don't technically, say, technically, we're still not married. We were betrothed. Yeah, but me. don't say you don't do the math. So you know what I mean? Yeah. They're like, oh, you're getting married. Oh, but you're, you're pregnant. Well, wait a minute now. When did you get married? And so you have this big cloud hanging over them. Oh, yeah. There's nobody uh, basically supportive. They don't have a room in the inn. And and when you hear the part about the angel, you know, the, I mean, I guess we could read this. All right, let me read this. So, and look, I'm going to tell you something else. This doesn't start off with in a galaxy far, far away. I think that's, is that Star Wars? It is Star Wars. Yeah. It doesn't start, this starts off saying, chapter two, in those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree. Now, look, I looked up Caesar Augustus, and you know what I found? He was actually a Roman emperor, the first Roman emperor. Yep. About you know, roughly a little over 2,000 years ago. Yep. Ha! <laughs> What a coincidence. They made this up, and they got that right. Yep. And guess what? In Luke 3, 1, there's a guy called Tiberius, and you know what I, you know what I found? He was the second Roman emperor <laughs> right. right after the first one. Yeah, you can't trust that Bible. Don't well, trust the Bible. No, that Bible. Well, it seems like, I mean, I, was just, I just thought I'd say that. <laughs> so they took a census and look for the entire Roman world. Oh, so Rome was in charge back then, and Luke got that right. I think, I think he got it right. Yeah. Okay. This was the first census, uh, and there's this. I don't even know how to pronounce this guy's. Quirinius. Quirinius was governor of Syria. So these are real people. When and you said this before when we started the book, Jay's. The more names that Luke puts in, the more authentic this the story becomes, is. Yeah. I mean, y'all believe that? Do you believe them old writings about the Bible? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because so, yeah, the, the more the more data points you put in here, then the more chances you have to prove this to be wrong. It's one of the one of the evidences of the historical reliability of the, of the New Testament. Right. Is, and the Old Testament, for that matter, is that it is tied into historical events <laughs> Such that if you could disprove the historical or the historicity of it, then you could disprove the whole thing. And that's right. one of the reasons why we believe this is, you know, true. That's right. I like it when you put that I-C-T-Y on everything. Historicity. 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 Yeah, I thought, you know, 
that was something. There's women, Jason's word of the day. Oh, that's something women get later on in life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Sorry. I'm I, I, I think, no, that's a hysterectomy. I was just trying to be funny. Probably a bad joke. So no, Joseph, funny. look, verse 4, also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea. Look, to Bethlehem. Now, wait for this. I have been there. So there was a town called Bethlehem, and there still is. And I was there, and I was like, of all the places, for God to say, yeah, I'm going to make my entrance here. It just doesn't seem like he was trying to make a grand entrance. It's weird. And it wasn't very big either, right? It's very small. <laughs> well, I, 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 put the, uh, I put the same thing. Well, I'll let you finish reading. Yeah, let's read. I just had to say, I was just trying to make a point here. These are real places with real people, real points of history. Because I'm trying to get you to see that, well, if all that's true, well, what if if there actually was a birth of the Lord God Almighty to the same planet you're on? That would be something you might ought to take. By the way, this was all to fulfill prophecy, but... This also was a big pain for this couple to make this 80-mile mm-hmm. journey because the Romans made them. Yes. So it wasn't like this was convenient. Yeah, so it, because he belonged to, because uh, he came to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. So we're setting up the history and genealogy here. He went there to register with Mary who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. And that, oh. that's why I'm bringing up this sentence. Scandal. No, no religious people are going to support this. No. This is, even the people in the world, socially, back then, they're like, oh, yeah, this, this is going to be the Messiah? No. And he's coming from this situation? Yeah, I just bet. Yeah. So Scandalous. What would you be thinking? Scandalous. Well, there's no doubt what you'd be thinking. You're like, oh, look, a king is fixed to be born. You're like, now who is this? It's a teenage girl. She's never been married. Yeah. Where are they from? Bethlehem. Have a baby oh, out they're of from Nazareth. Oh, that's worse. Nothing good comes Better from there. Better be born. There. A, and where, so where's the where's the ceremony for the baby? Oh no, they're no, they just out there in a barn out in the field. I mean, this is getting almost. Like Jerry Springer before Jerry Springer even existed. <laughs> he just, Jerry you, Springer you just had, passed away, dude. Yeah. He, did he? Yeah, he All did. All right. Well, I'm going to find somebody else to make reverence to. <laughs> so, rest in peace. So, he was pledged to be married to him and was a spared child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son, which is weird that she said firstborn. You know, a lot of people debate about this, but, you know, because the uh, you know the uh, in the other reference it doesn't say anything, but because the firstborn implies more. But you know some people say this was a one and done. Well, and it's also it's probably significant because of what's going to happen later. Because the presentation of the temple is the because he's the firstborn. But exactly. Yeah, go ahead. She wrapped him in clothes and placed placed him in a manger. Which look feeding trough. This is not. Now I'm going back to what I said. Oh, it's a. You know, it's, oh, yeah, you know, the kids and this, you know, the smiling chickens and and the manger. You know, it, it was a feed trough the that they probably smoke. cleaned out, you know. with. But the, you're right. The, it, the, 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 the modern versions of a manger is a nice, comfy bassinet, no, you know. I just, I told Missy. Now, before y'all get offended, I told Missy last night, I said, I'm offended. And she's like, what? I was like, these these Christmas programs. And she said, why are you offended? I said, because I've been reading the Bible. Just think of the She said, don't say anything about that because you're going to offend a lot of people. And I said, well, I hope I do. (laughs) You just think about, Jace, the microbes that were crawling around in this hole. Well, luckily, luckily he created the microbes. Yeah. So, well, I mean, but but it is, but it isn't. If you think about it, what's going on here? I mean, you've got. I mean, you do hear. I, I had the same notes when I read it. I, I put down in here that you know, we hear when we hear the word manger, uh, immediately the first thing that pops in my mind is like hot chocolate, uh, peppermints, 
Christmas tree lights. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's warm and fuzzy. It's good feelings because it's what with the song we sing, you know, during Christmas. And so we've we've kind of uh we've whitewashed it. We've made it seem a lot more romantic than it than it was. I mean, we're to to, to Al's point, it's it is a feeding trough. It's a feeding it trough. Is full so, of, I mean it is I know yeah, we're running out of time. So I'm gonna give you a list of things that I noted before we you know, continue because we're going to hang out here for through overtime and then the next podcast. But when you think about it, Jesus, let's face it, he was born on the wrong side of the tracks. Would you agree or disagree? Whatever tracks were over there, it was the wrong side for pedigree, power, and stat. He had none of that. Nope. Uh, he was not good looking. You remember Isaiah 52 and 53? Nothing special to look at. Nothing. This, he didn't look like what we have him portrayed as looking at. And no one would do it because you see the That's movies right. and shows. It, the way that Isaiah put it was nothing in his appearance would draw people to him. Nothing. He had this uh, illegitimate cloud hanging over him. Mm-hmm. This this was not reputable. Scandal. Yep, scandalous. Uh he was born in a, a manger. His parents, you know, when they give the doves and pigeons here late uh, later. Yeah, at the temple. At the temple, that was the that represented the lowest economic class. That was that was basically like free lunch, as far as that was how sorry. we grew up in school. Free yeah. lunch. <laughs> so he wasn't coming. Look, he was a carpenter. Yeah. Just think. I mean, how many carpenters have you seen royal status or or priestly, any kind of pedigree? It's just not there. Uh, His hometown, I mean, most people, at least, you know, if you're somebody, your hometown will put a sign up and say, you know, he was here or born here. Or I think Willie's got Bernice, you know. He does. Population 117. Homa really was. Well. Homa. He's got he's well, got Bernice locked down, right? Jesus right didn't even have his hometown locked down. He we didn't see that. Him. They're like, who do you think you are? Uh his father died, or or it's just not mentioned. We everybody assumes he dies at a young age. Sure he did. You know, what what happened to him? He didn't go to the great schools. <clears throat> It just doesn't seem like, what is God trying to do? And so that riddle, solving that, <clears throat> solving that riddle on why God chose to arrive like that, to me, is a theme of the gospel message, which I will I share. Agree. All right, let's, uh, let's end it right there. We'll head over to Overtime and explore that a little bit more, Jace. Uh, blazetv.com slash unashamed is where you go to get that bonus overtime segment. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube, and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.